you're a landscaper, roofer, pesticide sprayer, fencer, anything like that, check out projectquoting.com. The link is in the sponsor section down below. And you can check out your 14-day free trial for the service. There's no reason not to try it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Terry Hamilton from Apparent Connection. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you, Chris, for having me. It's a great great honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get a little history on you and the business, where it all began, and the whole spiel. Okay, well, I... As a young child, I always wanted to be a mom and a teacher, and so I accomplished both of those things. I got my bachelor's degree in elementary education from Keene State College, and then I became a mom of two amazing boys. Um, and as they were growing, I decided that I really wanted to continue with um, my own education and decided that I would get a master's degree in counseling. Um, I did a two-year program through UNH and loved it, but when I had to make the decision as to what I would do with that information, um, I had the opportunity to either become a licensed mental health counselor or a guidance counselor. So I decided that I would go the route of the guidance counselor because I didn't want to deal with trauma and um, any abuse cases. And it was just, I thought that being in a school district will be much more uplifting and awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> I was fortunate enough to work um, at Mount Vernon Village School okay. um, for three years as their guidance counselor. It was an amazing job. Um, the part that was great was getting into the classrooms and teaching positivity and how to be kind and um, actually to do your best and what that feels like. Um, however, I also dealt with the crisis management piece of it. And unfortunately, I ended up with the trauma and with the child with trauma and we ended up in the court system and I said okay this is what I don't want to do yeah. so um, I decided that if I wanted to be with parents and children um, longer than the amount of time a school system would grant me that I needed to start my own business yeah. and so that's where I decided to create a parent connection about six and a half years ago okay so uh, like as I've said this beforehand, I like the the name Parent Connection. How do you come up with it? Um, I think being a parent is the most important job in the world. Um, I love being a mom, and I know that moms and dads struggle because there are no manuals for moms and dads, and every child is different. Um, so I wanted to help parents and children have a voice. Um, a respectful voice, respectful communication. So I'm like, oh, a parent. Oh, I love being a parent. A parent, let's connect them. And respectful communication is a huge part of what I teach, um, what I share with families. Okay. So I, I think we kind of said this, but why work with children and parents and stuff like that? What part of that? You know, what part is important to me? Yeah. I believe that um, children from from birth on are trying to communicate mm -hmm. with their parents and they just don't always have a way. Um, and parents often are talking at their children instead of talking with their children um, because nobody's shown them that there is another way. And it doesn't mean you're permissive, it just means that you have boundaries that are um, child-friendly. And so when you talk to a child, if you get down on their level, it's a lot different than being a parent and looking down at a child. So just that piece of communication makes a huge difference. And I think all children should have a voice. It doesn't mean that you agree with them, but if you can 
empathize with what they're feeling, mm-hmm. that their feelings are just as big as our feelings, even though they're in little tiny bodies. Yeah. So. It's actually a really interesting concept because, uh, I mean, just thinking from a young child on how you're right, like from a little age, they're trying to talk and a lot of times they're not sophisticated enough to understand how to have a good conversation with people. I know a lot of adults that can't have a good conversation with someone, you know? So how are they supposed to teach a child how, how to properly connect, engage, pay attention, listen to what someone else is feeling, and, yes, <laughs> like, because they can't do it. A lot, it's, there's a lot. But yeah. even with wording, when you say to a child, you know, don't run, don't run, don't run, they hear run, run, run. They don't hear the don't part. So if you say, please walk, it's the same message, but it's heard very, very differently. So I try to put everything in the positive, and what you want them to do, give them two good choices, they're going to pick a good choice. So that's <laughs> been my motto with my own children and um, the parents that I share mindfulness with. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a really funny thought of uh, just being you and walking around in like a grocery store and be like, just hand out business cards to all the moms <laughs> as you're like listening to them talk. I, yeah, it's hard not to. It really is, and I and I just kind of look when I gate when I look over what's going on. It very often has the parents go, "Oh, somebody's just kind of observing what I'm doing," and they sometimes change change what's going on. But it's hard in the grocery store. Yeah. And what I say to parents is, there's no really reason why children would want to be in the grocery store. So let's make it interesting for them. So. Yeah. You know, I have them bring a pad of paper in and, like, make a wish list for your birthday or, you know, things that you might want to have at some time. Yeah. So try to make those things that you have to do more enjoyable. Yeah, for them. Yes. Yeah, because you're right. Children like to run around and have fun. And I'm sure the, the you know, filling out the grocery list is not, not on top of their game of things they want to be doing, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> but we still need to eat, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let's see. So... I thought this was funny. So, I know it's probably not teaching because you're kind of more. It feels almost like kind of mediating between parents and uh, and children. But how how do you like teach that positivity, optimism between all of that? Because it seems like a hard area to really adjust trying to get a child and a, and a an adult to kind of understand each other because they've long forgotten what it's like to, <laughs> to be a child. To be a child. I, I actually um, enjoy being with a parent and child mm-hmm. because each one has the opportunity to tell their story. That's the one rule that I have in my office is only one person can speak at a time. And so even though the child or the parent may want to interrupt, it's like, okay, I promise I'll give you your turn, but just listen to their perspective and see what they're trying to tell you. If They may not have the right words, but tone is really important also. Mm-hmm. So it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. So I really try to teach that. And the parents will often be very surprised at how much depth their children do have when they're actually listening. Um, and that's a lot of mindfulness is just being present. You know, all of us want to be heard. And it doesn't matter how old we are, we just want our story to be told. Um, and it just needs to be validated. You don't need to agree with it. But if you say, I can see that you're sad or I can see that you're upset, it deflates the escalation. So 
um, you know, having parents and children learn the so same vocabulary. Yeah. I teach them about their brains, and little ones love when they can say amygdala and hippocampus. They just think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if the, the parents have the same vocabulary, that's really, really awesome. Yeah. Okay. There was something I wanted to get into here real quick. Because um, a lot of times when people get into these types of uh, I don't want to call them therapies, but you know this type of setting, yes. it almost feels like it's a negative thing. So that it feels like you've you've come to the very end of you know a really bad road and you're trying to fix it. But is that always the case, or are we trying to get in front of that from the beginning? We're definitely my my philosophy and my business philosophy is we want to get ahead of it. I believe I'm not a therapist. I'm definitely not a licensed mental health counselor. Um, I'm a coach, and so I'm cheering them on, like. Your goals, the client's goals are my goals. So whatever it is they want to accomplish. And if we can get ahead of, you know, the teenage years where they're like, they're trying to really spread their wings. If we start that communication early on, I want people to say, I want to go to a parent connection like Terry can help. And it's in a fun and positive manner. It's not, oh my gosh, I have to go somewhere. I don't want people to be there. I give a complimentary session, consultation, um, because I want people to know how I work. I mm -hmm. want it to be an upbeat, positive experience. I don't want it to be, oh my gosh, we have no other answers, so we're going to try this. Yeah. And I have actually spread my, um, spread my own wings a bit, and um, I've brought mindfulness to other adults, not just parents. Mm -hmm. um, I had other adults say to me, like, I'm not a mom and I'm not a dad, but I'd love to learn mindfulness, and I'm like... I thought about that for a few weeks and I'm like, hmm, let me think about that. And it's been amazing um, to pivot in that direction yeah. because all of us have stress. Nobody's immune to stress and it's teaching people how to respond as opposed to react. So I use it in my own life. Um, I found it through 10 Mindful Minutes by Goldie Hawn, a book at Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, I can do 10 minutes a day. And the research is profound that if you can put 10 mi minutes of mindfulness into each of your day, mm -hmm. it changes your brain patterns. Yeah. So. Just for the audience, can you go into mindfulness just a little bit, like what it is? I certainly will. Um, mindfulness, so yes. Mindfulness. <laughs> it's a word you'll hear a lot. Um, basically, what mindfulness is, is being present right now, paying attention to what is going on without judgment. That's the big piece. Mm. It's okay, so you and I are having a conversation. We're being very present with one another. Yeah. Um, if I said, okay, let's just listen for a minute and we hear the sounds of nature, we're being present with that. So yeah. it's not being on autopilot. It's the absolute opposite of that. So it doesn't mean that you're always happy. It just means that you're aware, being aware of what is going on. And then it gives you the time to respond. Yeah, and I love your point because <laughs> just being present and paying attention to the person you're speaking with is becoming like a rarity it with, is. with phones and a lot of distractions we have going on. So as I was saying earlier, a lot of adults don't understand how to have a good conversation because putting everything away yes. and <laughs> paying attention, attention to somebody right. is like, a really superpower nowadays. <laughs> it is, and I want to spread that superpower, so if you want to help me spread that superpower, I think that's awesome. And it's the teenagers that I'm most concerned about right now because 
they don't know anything different. They yeah. haven't learned to have eye-to-eye -eye contact or to really be present and sit and listen. They're just, yeah. they're on their iPhones or their, you know, their smartphones and their computers. And the schools are promoting the computers, so they are on technology way too many hours. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, without getting too, too much into that, I, I, I agree there's there's a big disconnect there with technology and I understand the importance and power of technology Correct. and knowing how to use it because it's going to be huge coming forward like there's no way around that exactly. but again not forgetting that we are humans we are social animals, animals. <laughs> we are we have to deal with each other on that level or else you know one society is going to fall apart <laughs> exactly I mean humans are based on relationships and yeah. it's very hard to have a relationship that's not face-to-face -to, -face to have it meaningful yeah. so and if your only relationship is on social media then ooh, ooh. that's <laughs> <laughs> yes we can both agree with ooh <laughs> yeah oh that's too funny okay <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna take a quick break here uh, everyone hold on for just a moment we get word from our sponsors for everyone looking for some pretty inexpensive marketing um, follow the link below under the business card section because here in the office we have our business card board as you can see right there and it's starting to grow we had another person pick up this week so thank you very much uh, Iggy from Falatac it's a great way to get in front of a lot of entrepreneurs who sit down in this office and get a chance to speak with me because they always look at the board and they look at the businesses on it so if you're willing to support me you know everyone else gets to see that and it's a fantastic way to market for $20 a year it's fantastic I'm down over 25 pounds now. I feel fantastic. The Ideal Health System is doing wonders to help me, you know, get back into the shape I want to be in. So if you finally want to take that step to better yourself, hit the link in the description below for, under sponsors for Ideal Health. Fill your info and uh, Stephanie will reach out and get this whole process started. What are some of the common problems you see in people conversations relationships maybe with their children things like okay, that with their children bedtime routine is a huge a mm -hmm. huge issue that i can help with you know like they don't children don't want to go to bed on time they don't want to go to bed alone um if you hear things like my children are driving me crazy <laughs> i want parenting to be a positive experience um i i help with homework and organization People will ask if I work with children with ADHD. I'm not a specialist in ADHD, but I do see a lot of it. A lot of my clients' children have that. But I want this to be proactive on yeah. for all children. Like, everybody needs to handle stress. So, it's does that help? Morning yeah. routines, um, sibling rivalry. <laughs> uh, moms that just have too much on their plates. You know, dads that are trying to to you know double income families you know there's not enough time to spend yeah with the kids yeah um, hmm. cool so uh, this is another question I was gonna have. Yeah. when when do you feel it is time to get help like you know we're not we haven't been proactive we <laughs> we're on that back end like yeah. when should someone actually stop and be like okay I need to go and talk to someone else like, when life feels way too stressful in that the interactions are just not there's no positive interactions like 
I want it to happen before that when you yeah. feel like you know you feel like it's okay to feel like you don't have the information mm-hmm. nobody gives you instructions on how to be a parent but you know if the children aren't doing well in school or the children have anxiety I mean children that worry a lot are people that I see um, it they're not diagnosed they're just like you know they they worry too much about their homework or they're spending three or four hours a night on homework or they're not doing any homework um, a lot of the behavior will come out as um, related to school because they spend so much time at school and then yeah. they just can't they melt down at home oh. like, yeah they hmm. hold it together as much as they can during the day and then it's like the parents are the ones that which is a good thing. It's better they melt down at home than <laughs> at yeah. the school. But yeah, so those are the types of hmm, okay. types of things that I work with a lot. Yeah, huh? That's very interesting. Yeah, so I'm just thinking about my own family and like watching all the children. Because like, I have three kids. The fourth one on the way in like a couple weeks. Congratulations! Thank you. And I'm just thinking, just numbers wise. Yes. You know. You're right. They don't give you a manual for, <laughs> nope. for kids. Like, it's, it's impossible. But your kids are very different. So, yes. like, and I I know. Okay. So, I'm trying, just trying to word this in a way that makes sense to me and you. Okay. So, as adults, we understand that there are some types of adults that we don't interact very well with. Right. You know, there's certain people that you're like, we wouldn't work well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But what happens when those are your kids? Like, and... A lot of adults aren't willing to admit that sometimes your personalities clash with your children. Right, right. <laughs> and sometimes it's because we're they're so much like us yeah. that, you know, we're going to be butting heads. So I think the word that might be helpful is strategies. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of strategies I can help people with because yeah, you're right. right. No two children are exactly the same. <laughs> so if you say to Johnny, this is what's going to be like, try this. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't fit his personality. It yeah. won't work. But... What, how I help the parents is I help them learn how to breathe. I help them learn how to ca- have calming strategies. So when that particular child or any of your children push your buttons, because they're really good at that. That's their job, yeah, right? They want to see, right? They want to know what their boundaries are. Yeah. Um, when they do that, instead of yelling at them, it's like, okay, let me be the observer of what's going on, what, what just happened, and then respond. As opposed to, like, the immediate thing we want to do is, like, stop it, right? But yeah. you don't want to do that. You're going to say, okay, take a nice deep breath. And I'm going to, like, okay, if this, I often say to parents, if this were your niece or nephew, or if this were the neighbor's child that just did that, how would you respond? Yeah. Okay, so you would treat them very differently than your automatic response to your own children. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. So when you kind of can look at them as little individuals that their intention is not to drive you crazy. Their intention is to get your attention. Yeah. Okay, so they may have good ways and bad ways to do that. So that's the part that's fun to teach the children mm-hmm. the same kind of strategies, you know. When dad says something, it's important to listen. And you don't always agree, but dad and mom, those are the decision makers. And when you get to be a mom or a dad, you get to be the decision maker. But when you explain to children why you're doing something, it gives them a whole new perspective. So you can't, or we're not going to do that now because, and then you leave it alone. Like you just say, that's that's how it has to be. Yeah. Or would you like to come up to bed with dad or would you like to go with mom? 
now they feel empowered because yeah. they're making a decision, right? Yeah. And both of them are good choices. Yeah. yeah. And I know if I ask that question, it's always mom, so I don't do any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start using that. Would you like to go upstairs with mom or dad? And they're gonna be like, mom, like you okay, heard them. You you're got heard it. Them. <laughs> <laughs> now your wife will never talk to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's... but I definitely try to make it proactive with individual situations. Yeah. So, but I love what I do. I do. I love what I do. Yeah, and like I said, I, I can definitely see the growth there, and that's really good. Like we have. I don't want to, like, CPAs and accountants to teach us, you know, how to manage money and stuff like that. And everyone understands that there's things we have to learn how to do, especially nowadays that we're not being taught some particular things. And so it's good to see someone in your situation where, yes, you're, you're, you're focusing on the connection between parents and children. Because yes. I think they're, it, it sounds a little weird, but um, in society it's very... Oh, we need to be super nice to our children all the time and kind of a, but we have to be parents right. as well. We but need, children need boundaries. Yes. yes. And so knowing how to manage the boundaries like firmly, yeah. and, but maybe not as hard as some people typically would go about right. it. Yeah. Right. Is important. It's a skill that probably takes some time. It does. A lifetime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. A lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> You're a parent forever. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good so anyone that wants to reach out get in touch with you uh, kind of learn maybe take part in some of this to help their relationships out how do they do it um, they can reach me at terry at apparentconnection.com and it's with two p's apparent um, my cell phone number is 603-759-6943 and I am on Facebook and also I have a website apparentconnection.com awesome Thank you so much for joining me. I had a lot of fun today. And Thank you. I love these little conversations about kids and because kids are hysterical anytime they get involved. And, you know, it's, it's good to see someone looking after the next generation, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we're going to roll out with the last word from our sponsors. And everyone have a great day. <laughs> if you would like to sponsor the New Hampshire Business Show, follow the link below under the sponsor section. And I will give you all the information you need on doing so. I'm currently looking for both CPM and CPA sponsors. So if you have a product or a service that you would really like to get out there to the New Hampshire market, reach out, let me know. <laughs>